All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat. We're doing the beginning of the show again because SGG and I tried to do the show and spent 25 minutes talking about God knows what and realized we have to jump right into the, the meat and potatoes. So really quickly, since we already did, we did so long outside the ring, SGG, we hadn't even gotten to Marty Jannetty yet. So the only thing I'll say is <laughs> let's do a quick one-minute recap of Marty Jannetty People can look it up themselves. It's really not worth spending a lot of time on. It's kind of weird, sad, bad, whatever. But just give a quick synopsis so we can talk about Raw Underground. We can talk about the new faction, Shane McMahon, Pat McAfee, and Adam Cole, and everything that happened this week. Marty Jannetty took to Facebook to apparently confess to a years-old murder. Oh, my God. While making a veiled threat towards his current paramour, um, maybe uh, ex-paramour at this point, and it led to the Georgia PD or the, the police department in his local area, I think it is Georgia, opening up a real murder investigation, and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, oh, Marginetti, sorry. <laughs> Marginetti literally dove through the barbershop window this time. Yeah, he, he he threw himself through it. Then afterwards, yeah. I, I saw him try to do an interview yesterday and basically say, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't know if that's going to cut it. <laughs> no. No, he's going to jail. <laughs> no, I mean, it's he tried to say, like, oh, well, it wasn't. I didn't say I killed the person, and it's so weird. It was such a random, strange thing. Also, go on my Instagram or Twitter, at Rosenberg Radio, and you can hear Cardi B. Um, breaking down her favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, some some people will be happy to get a shout-out from someone so mage, including Booker T, Edge, Lita, Eddie Guerrero, Undertaker. It's a, a solid list. Solid list right there. So, SUG, let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, a week in, in wrestling, you know, that I, I probably... I wanted to give Dip the week off this week because he's probably starting to feel himself too much. But we might have to bring him on here because he, he's got to feel... Actually, you know what? It's technology-wise. That might be too annoying. But I'll just tell you what, what Dip told me. Dip loved this week. He felt completely committed to three hours of television. He thought there was actually interesting things going on. Um... Tell, tell me your take, SGG. What did you think of Raw on Monday? So, I we saw the we saw the announcement about big things happening on Raw, and then you know, of course, we all felt the same way. They just don't let you have a surprise. They don't let anything good just just jump up on you. And then when I saw like Raw Underground initially, I was just like, ah, all right, I don't I don't know how much I'm going to be feeling this. But I'm glad I kept quiet because I actually actually did like Raw Underground by the end of it. And I'm curious to see where this goes. I think that it it did a lot to break up the monotony of three hours of Raw in the performance center. Just from like changing location and completely changing the look of everything. I don't know if it's going to be a week-to-week thing. Um, but it certainly helped out a lot. More than just like the in-ring talk show segments seem to do um that the change of pace was the change of pace and the change of presentation and everything 
was great. And I love the Hurt Business just taking over the joint by the end of it. So if that's well, like that, their that's, turf. That's how I, that, that was my biggest takeaway, was like if the only purpose of Raw Underground was to make the Hurt Business, MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Shelton Benjamin look mage, if that was its only purpose, it, it did an incredible job. They looked so good. It made them look so tough um, in a different way, you know. And, and actually, you know what? It makes me think right now, SGG, maybe part of that is that they should have been booked that way. Like, you you could have gotten that from them in a wrestling ring, too. They just haven't done that. They Last week was the first little glimpse you got of it. Um, Lashley just ragdolling people off the post. Um, yeah. And it rem- it, they, they seemed so legit tough in the Raw Underground setup, and I, I, I dug that. Yeah, I it, thought it uh, served a purpose. I think it could be great. I think it could be great. Um, wow, there are a lot of emails this week. Sheesh. I don't even understand how there could be this many emails this week. So many things here. Um, so I I agree Raw Underground broke things up. It had things that I liked. It had things that were silly. Um, you know, I don't know if the girls part is necessary. Um, yeah, we, we didn't need the dancers, especially when they can't dance. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do a lot of reviewing of their dancing. Um, Yo, there was one point where the two two girls bumped into each other, and all I could do was hang my head because the on, like they bumped into each other and they looked like they were going to start fighting, and I just hung my head because the only reason. They bumped into each other at all is because the girl in the middle was such a terrible dancer that she couldn't control her limbs and then she sent one of her body parts into the other girl's body parts and because she couldn't control her limbs it must have felt aggressive. It would just just scrap them, just get rid of them. The music was a good touch, the dancers you didn't need the dancers, especially when nobody was paying attention to the dancers. Um you. This is why you're on the show because you really pay attention to things on a different level. Than, I didn't even know it was possible. SGG. You take that. That's how you take things to a, a place that wrestling journalism has been scared to go. Dare I say? Um, w- the one mistake. So here's where I really think they made a mistake. They the faction thing being teased in advance. A faction shit debuts tonight. It's been confirmed by WWE. I get it. I get it that 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 the hope is it makes people tune in. But we were going to tune in right when we knew the rumor was out. And if you know the rumor is out, I wonder how many more people they think they get on .com as opposed to it just being rumored. You know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are the same people. All you did was make it seem more silly by it being confirmed by .com. And you'd already announced Shane McMahon returning. So you're already doing things to get people to tune in. Then they do some really cool stuff with this faction emerging. The power flickering, the mic problems. Yeah. All that stuff would have seemed so much more cool, and I still liked it, but if it hadn't been confirmed by .com. So you're yeah. telling me that .com has confirmed that people are going to come mess around, but then you're showing footage. Like, it doesn't make sense. It, it no longer makes sense. It no longer makes sense. Like, now you're at your... You're basically just treating it like a TV show and you're previewing what's going to happen on a TV show tonight once you go there. 
So I wish they would have just let that part be because I was everyone was already curious about what Shane was going to do. You were already curious to stick around and see Raw Underground. Some people wanting to stick around and see if it was bad. Some people wanted to stick around and see if it was good. But we were going to stick around and see it. So then have the like the, the the technical glitches be like, whoa, what's going on here? Instead of that part was also handed to us. Um, and, and at the end of the show, I felt a little disappointed we didn't see the faction. And yeah. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have felt that way if it hadn't been hadn't been promoted as a faction was appearing. So yeah, it was that, so confusing too, man, because first I thought the quote unquote faction was like a characters I was ninjas. And then I was like, oh, the new faction was the Hurt Business because they took over Raw Underground. But apparently it's like a a separate other entity that, again, w- there wouldn't be any of that confusion if they didn't just tease it, like you said. It did appear like the people they showed in the parking lot, like destroying things, it did appear to be sort of a play on like Portland Antifa, didn't it? I'm, I'm guessing. <laughs> like... They did. They had the look. They looked the part. Which, by the way, I know people might think politically I, I might not like that, but I'm all for leaning into whatever. I don't care. I want a Karen to be a character. I'm fine with Antifa being a faction. It's wrestling. I'm good. I'm good. Whatever <laughs> whatever will spice things up and make it interesting, it's entertainment, and I don't mind when it reflects what's going on. I, I'm cool yeah. with it. Yo, Hogan um, rolled into WrestleMania off of Sergeant Slaughter turning and being right. an Iraqi sympathizer. One of the most you know, legendary angles ever. You know, and I know now we operate in a space where people get very sensitive. Hear more on that in part two of Cheap Heat, which was initially part one. Um, <laughs> well, we already know that's a thing, but I'm good with it. But yeah, I just, uh, it was a little confusing, SGG. Um, I liked Okay, so at first when I realized, here's here's a pet peeve I have of Raw. When you tell me we're just going to have Zelina Vega's guys up against the Street Profits in back-to-back singles matches, that makes me want to check out. Right? Like, when, you, when I know you're telling me there's going to be back-to-back matches between the members of a tag team, to me that's like, okay, there's a half hour that you already know it's, what's what's going to happen but then and so i don't like that but then montez ford starts choking and falling to the ground yeah and 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 we are finally having something weird happen this is sgg this is what i've been waiting for let's get weird (laughs) we we don't have a crowd Let's get weird. It's time to start doing some different stuff that might fall on its face. And that's why this week's episode was a big success. And and don't tell me I'm being a shill because the only reason I'm able to point out that this week was a success is because we're so honest about the weeks that are not successes. And Mm -hmm. we have been very clear. I mean, Dipperstein practically... I it could get me fired, <laughs> you know, for for how honest his opinions are, which I love, which is why we have him on the show, you know. So we are very blunt on this show about the weeks that are not good, 
So you got to celebrate the weeks that are good. Um, actually, you know what? That makes me feel like I do have to call dip. It almost feels wrong to not have a week where he can tell us how much he liked something. <laughs> You'll bring him in. Let's see if he, if he's, he should be up. All right, hold on. I'm going to call him. Let's see how this goes. Hey. Is this Brian Dipperstein? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Dip, um, we're doing the Cheap Heat podcast. I've listened a few times. I'm familiar <laughs> with the uh, with the podcast. We, we just talked over this week's Raw, and I wanted, I was going to give you the week off, but I wanted to give you a minute because you've been so hard on the product to talk about just how much you enjoyed this week. I think the people deserve to hear it from you. I give you the floor to talk about what you liked about Raw. I got to tell you, I thought it was the best episode of Raw of the last five years. Um, Yep, that's right. That's a lot. That's big. Um, big. Yep, yep. I know there's some haters out there, but you know what? The the episode was shrouded in mystery. Uh, segment to segment, you weren't sure what was going to happen. It started off with with the with the flickering lights, and I know that seems so juvenile at this point, but you know what? It's something. And then we moved on to the you know the Shane McMahon is back. We don't know why. There's a you know we 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 get revealed raw underground. We don't know what it is. We don't know who it's putting over what the genesis of it is. Then we have the mystery surrounding the faction. You have Montez Ford collapsing in the ring. We don't know why or what happened. It was a Papa Shango-esque spell that was put on him. <laughs> We're not sure what it was. It was Papa Shango. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, this is what it's all about. It's, it's it, making people want to watch the next week. I can't wait to watch on Monday because I want to see who's in the faction. I don't care if it was if it's the lollipop guild, okay, who invades Raw on Monday. <laughs> it might be those people look short. They did look short. It, it, it at least it's a it's an olive branch to the next week. I I, I want to see what happens. I'm going to tune in. That's all I'm asking for. I don't need just feuds that exist from one person in the ring to the other person on the ramp. Just talking about each other's histories and who cares i'm referring of course to drew mcintyre and randy orton yes <laughs> it's just not interesting i don't need to know that randy orton has gotten all the chances and that drew mcintyre is jealous or he's not or it, it, these are not this is just random things yeah, these but, are these are wrestlers talking about their wrestling career you don't need to hear exactly. wrestlers talking about their wrestling well career we, we don't need wrestlers talking about wrestling, okay? We all watch it. We all know they're gonna, there's going to be an RKO out of nowhere. There's going to be – he's going to be thrown into the garage door, at, at, you know, backstage. There's going to be it, – it, it, but, like, they're going to go into each other's past, but, of course, they don't show anything from each other's past. They just talk about it. That, to me, is, like, the modern feud. It's boring. There's nothing to it. They think that the, 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 the creative – 
thinks that 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 fans like care about a deep promo and like a like a passionate promo that's it's not interesting anymore it doesn't matter we need a little cartoonishness we need to see a hooded faction uh light something on fire in the parking lot with mystery surrounding it that's interesting give me a reason to watch week to week and what happened on monday was exactly that and so as a result this is the first time that I can say in a very, very long time that I am going to tune in. Unfortunately, I have to watch it at 8 o'clock. I can't watch the East Coast feed with Spectrum Cable. But I will be tuning in at 8 o'clock with commercials to watch the show and avoiding all spoilers for at least three hours. Like, I care that much because I like the introduction of a new faction. I like the introduction of a new bizarre angle like Raw Underground. Yep. I like... And you also want to see I what like you want to see. Uh, you also want to see what the Hurt business does to follow up their appearance on Raw Underground. That's right. Why is the Hurt business so interested in Raw Underground? Was it just to put them over? Was it you know are, are they gonna are they gonna be the purveyors of the Hurt business? Is that what Raw Underground is? Is that going to be their business? Ooh, these are all unanswered questions that now make me care to watch Raw. I guarantee you the ratings are up this week. I guarantee it. You mean this coming week, right? Yeah, yeah. The Monday, I, 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 yeah. And they were up slightly this past week, but you're right. The much more interesting question is how much are they up this week, Dipperstein? Um, we that's all I wanted from you. It was beautifully put, uh, uh, SGG. You that was pipe bomb of Jace. No rebuttal. No rebuttal. No that's it. No Thank That's all. I need to go make mage Hollywood deals now. All right, go ahead. Get me some money. Send your flowers for Dipperstein at RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Stay mage. Stay mage. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the mage at Brian Dipperstein. Can you believe Brian Dipperstein? Positive, completely positive. You got to feel good if you're if you're WWE when you when you win over Dip. I mean, that doesn't happen every yeah. day. Now, SGG, we got to move on to NXT, and we got to talk about the Pat McAfee, Adam Cole story. And yeah. I, I, you sound like you don't sound positive about it. I feel really good about it. Um, you didn't like it. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> we all knew it was work. We all knew it was going to lead to some type of business. We found out today after Triple H issued a challenge and then Pat McAfee accepted that it's going to be McAfee versus Adam Cole at a uh, takeover 30. I just didn't want to see my man go out like that. You got, everybody knows I'm a mark. I, I drift into the world of kayfabe only. And to see my guy take that punt kick and then just fall out like that. Mm. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Now, did you when you can remove the pain you felt to see your guy kicked like that, you have to admit, pretty mage that they had McAfee's first thing be a punt. Yeah. Yeah, pretty. First mage. of all, that's all it could be, because anything else, you know, people will be scrutinizing it too much, and then, oh, that's not realistic. He shouldn't be able the, to do that. The biggest problem with the angle, which I think, I think they did a great job. I thought the punt was great. McAfee's such a heel. I mean, it's just, it's just what he is on camera. It, it was really good. This, this same problem exists across all the shows, which is, in my opinion, 
the things that they choose to put on pay-per-view versus TV. Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole should not be Adam Cole's TakeOver 30 match. His TakeOver 30 match should be something special in wrestling. And Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole, which is great, should be teased to quote-unquote pop a rating on TV. That's, I mean, that's not a, it's not a pay-per-view match. It's a house show match. It's like when you got Bobby Heenan dressed up as the weasel in a match against Ultimate Warrior, I'm all for it, but you didn't, you don't have it on SummerSlam. I'm going to, I got to disagree with you there, right? Because it, it makes no sense that you would disagree. You're the Adam Cole fan and you think his NXT TakeOver 30 match should be against a guy who's never wrestled? The only reason you're saying that is because it's NXT TakeOver 30, and like the 30 is supposed to make this TakeOver more special than the other TakeOvers. But, but that's what it is. That that That's mission accomplished it, by it, them. That's the point of marketing it, wasn't it that for, way. If it wasn't for COVID, it, it's true. Because if it wasn't for COVID, this would just be NXT TakeOver Boston, and it would be another TakeOver, and you wouldn't, give a, you wouldn't care about Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. At takeover Boston, you feel no, like I would, I would, I would, I would, I, I don't know if it would pop into my head, but regardless, if it popped in your head or not, that would be the correct thought. The correct thought should be Adam Cole at this stage, as the biggest, maybe the biggest name in NXT, should not have pay per view matches against a guy who's never wrestled before. That, but listen, hold on, here's the he's not ahead. having pay per view matches against like a trained wrestler who's never wrestled before like like Seth is going against Dom Mysterio at SummerSlam the next night so the thing is the angle right the Dom Mysterio thing they worked very hard to make this match feel big Adam Cole's done everything in NXT tag team champion North American champion won at war games longest reigning NXT champion beat everybody except for Keith Lee the list goes on and on. The one thing he hasn't done is have an interaction with a celebrity that feels like a big deal. Sean got to get knocked out by Mike Tyson. You know, celebrities come in and out of WWE, Big Show and Shaq all the time. This is his you, celebrity moment. Now, unfortunately, the celebrity is Pat McAfee, but they're making Pat say, McAfee you, feel credible. Really, really... And McAfee's done a great job. You really give a lot of credit comparing it to Mike Tyson in 1998. That was well, here's the a thing, special here's kind the of thing. comparison. Here's the thing. Mike Tyson's a boxer, right? In 1998, he had the most powerful fist in all of boxing still, right? Correct. Pat McAfee's a, a punter. He kicked Adam Cole's head off. And, like, they're not selling Pat McAfee as a fighter. They're selling it as these two guys just don't like each other. They annoy each other for whatever reason. And now it's gotten physical because he kicked him in the head. This is, this is, this is you having, pulling out, this is like Jake the Snake pulling the snake out of the bag. This is the contortionist at work in a way I've never seen. The, the so fact on, that me... we, can, we cannot even have a conversation and, and I'm the one who's excited about McAfee. I thought he did an awesome job. Now here I am going to bury it. We cannot have a conversation <laughs> in real life 
in which we compare Mike Tyson 98 celebrity wise to Pat McAfee 2020. Okay. No, we're, we we're cannot, not celebrity wise. We can, but it's that NXT. was the whole thing. <laughs> they weren't. No, they weren't going to get. They weren't going to get super A list. It's NXT. Okay. They were going to get the the level of a celebrity for NXT because if he was that big, he'd be doing this to Orton or somebody. The question is, what's more valuable? I guess. Do you think you're more likely to get people to sign up for the network to watch that? Or do you think you'd be more likely to get people to tune in to watch? And then maybe you keep them. I believe the more effective move at a time in which ratings is an issue would be McAfee versus Cole on TV. I think you hype that for TV. And maybe, and maybe... Um, at TakeOver, it would be McAfee in someone's corner, and you build to then it being a match on TV. Um, I don't think it fits on TakeOver 30. I think we're going to look back at at this whole thing. and be like, Remember Cole McAfee? That's weird. But, I mean, come I on. A lot of the celebrity interactions have not been that bad. Like, remember, remember Green Arrow? Him and Stardust? We, oh, what's this superhero thing that they're doing? And then Stephen Amell turned out. To oh be, yeah, that. The, yeah, we we really. really well. we, oh yeah, and we really hold on to that memory highly. Everyone always talks about that moment, the Stephen Amell moment. We all reminisce about that. Such an important <laughs> moment match, in wrestling history. The match turned out to be really well. Listen, it's Adam Cole. He's he is going to be fine. He's going to be fine. I agree. I listen. I just I'm surprised that you see it that way, and you don't think it'll be better to main event on. Like you don't think it feels like the perfect thing to main event TV and make it sound like a really big. Like you talk about popping a rating, McAfee has a lot of reach. That would really pop a rating on TV big, and you could right, build for a few weeks, um, and it could mean a big TV show. I just don't know that it's enough to get people to go sign up for the network to watch a takeover. I don't know. Well, that's what that's what they're tapping into, and honestly. Two, I don't think, I think anything is going to do bigger, bigger numbers on TV, right? Like, because it's easy to just flip a channel and watch for nothing. Then, well, by, like and by said, the way, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton should be on TV too. That's not to me. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton would be would pop a rating. Would actually make people go, oh wow, there's a title match. And guess what else I would do? Not only would I have Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre on free TV. Get ready for it. I'd give Randy the title on TV. Let people is- continue to think you never know what's going to happen. And then build for something bigger for Randy for SummerSlam. Now, we're already here. It's too late. So the, it, yeah, it, that is what it is. But, but don't you think the idea of doing a major title switch on free TV could also add to the idea that you can't miss television right now because it's crazy? Yeah, I do. I do, especially with them not being at, like not having house shows. I agree they should do it more at house shows too. Like and also make sure like remember you have to be in there. Drew and Randy don't have a big story. So like I remember for example going back in the day again in the era when they only had a few pay-per-views a year. Hulk Hogan and Killer Khan had a title match on on Superstars on a Saturday. You know, Killer Khan main evented with Hogan all over the country on house shows. You know, he wasn't he wasn't a huge star, but he was big enough and a monster enough heel to main event with Hulk Hogan. But he wasn't over enough to get a long term storyline. So 
Hogan and him had a match on a Saturday, and when I tell you my world stopped because there was a Hogan title match <laughs> on a Saturday, it was like, hold on. Now, of course, Hogan destroyed him. I think he blew the... I think he ended up spitting the, the mist into Mr. Fuji or something. I forget. But don't worry. Hogan went safely over, and Hulkamania <laughs> reigned another day. Wild. Yeah, Hulk, it continued to run wild. No problems. I think that in the case of like a Randy and Drew where you don't have a major story, it could be something that's cool for TV. Um, either way, though, I do want to give kudos to um, NXT because I thought the McAfee thing is something that could be done horribly, and instead it's been done really well. So yeah. they deserve they deserve their props. Also, and, and looks I'm like with you too about it being done well. Yeah, I just hate to see my man get his head kicked off. That's the only, you know that's, I know, I know, that's the I know. only well, thing listen, I, I didn't want to see it. Let me well let me cheer you up before we get out of here, SGG. Maybe this will cheer you up. SGG, do you have a Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings? I sure do. And in at number three, I'm throwing it to Keith Lee. Um, his program with Karrion Cross is seeming to be interesting. He's added a new layer of, uh, I don't want to call it sinister, but he's he's more serious. He's more focused. He's He recognizes the threat, and it seems like he's going to rise to meet it. And so I, I like this new version of Keith Lee. Um, this more dare I say, deadly version of Keith Lee, if he wasn't already a huge threat. Um, and then number two, I'm going Big E. Uh, this Big E singles run, I'm I'm really excited for it. Um, I don't know where it. it's going to go yet. I don't know which championship he's going to go for. I don't know if he's going to go for a championship at all. But the, the promo introducing it and everything afterwards, you know, the, the buzz that it's got, just off of, the, off of the hype alone, I feel like Big E is number two on the Black Power Rankings. And he would have been number one if not for the Hurt Business and that last little bit of business they did on Monday night. Going Oof, to they Raw did business, Underground. Boy. Oh, yeah. Just clearing the house, taking everybody out. And then I don't know if they linked up with Shane McMahon or if he was just like, listen, guys, y'all are the VIPs. You show up. You can do whatever you want down here. But that was captivating television, like Dip said. It was intriguing. It gives us something to look forward to on Monday night. And I'm excited. And and business is good. So good that they got to be number one this week on the Black Power Rankings. Well, SGG, that was awesome. And um, shouts to the Hurt Business, my guy MVP, who continues to be the MVP of wrestling right now. I'm excited also. It looks like we'll get some Zelina Vega and Bianca Belair action. Maybe a six Maybe a six-man mixed match at uh, SummerSlam. Um, so hopeful about that. A lot of great mail we'll get to next week. Um, I, I feel bad that we didn't have time to get to all the mail. Now, also, <laughs> blame Brandy show, Rose. <laughs> I forgot the show's not ending. We're going to play a commercial, and when we come back after the commercial, it's the first 30 minutes of Cheap Heat. <laughs> but we recorded out of order. So coming up next, you'll hear the beginning of Cheap Heat. But I'm also going to play the outro right now. None of it makes sense, SGG. Bizarro world. But um, either way, stick around because we still have more cheap heat coming up. And also, SGG, do me a favor. 
Take it easy and enjoy yourself. And stay mage, P. It's professional wrestling. All right, SGG, so now we will air the beginning of the show. Enjoy. <laughs> this is how the show started, uh, and you can hear all about um, AEW's uh, heels. What is it called again? AEW heels. heels. Yes. AEW heels. What are other stories we did outside the ring? Oh, the and Rock behind the XFL. Yeah. And the Bella Boys. And the Bella Boys. That's all coming up right now. Enjoy and stay mage. Damn right it is, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Cheap Heat. I am Peter Rosenberg, a.k.a. the Mage One, a.k.a. Oh, I'm sorry. A.k.a. jerking the Undertaker off. I mean, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, let's see. On this day, I and in Philadelphia, we have oh yeah, we have you know who he is the physically large, stat oh yeah guy Greg, S to the G to the G to the G, aka. How you doing, SGG? I'm doing great, P. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Happy it's Friday. Happy there are some uh, good things to talk about this week. Some interesting notes from professional wrestling. Things of that nature. So, I'm not too bad. Um, what about you? Anything new? Yeah, I'm doing great. Anything exciting? Nothing. Nothing new. I'm just in the market for a vehicle. So, I've been like doing a lot of research on car buying, trying to get something. What, when was the last time some bank. did you have a vehicle? When was the last time you had a vehicle? I have never owned a car. I'm a true city kid. I have my license, but I've never owned. I just like rented when I need to pop in, pop out. See Keep my Metro card loaded. You know what I mean? You people like you are exactly why I knew 
sadly, that <laughs> that the Revel experiment was not going to work out in in New York. Hold on. Hold on. I have my license. Don't the no, unlicensed that's that's, no, no, that's no no, but it's people like that's what I'm saying. It's the licensed people that are the reason I knew it wouldn't work in the sense that you have all these people in New York who don't have licenses, but then the revels come out and they go, Oh, well, I never drive, but I do have a license. Let me get on this let me get on this rentable <laughs> no. scooter. I should be no. fine. And no. um I'd, I I had, for people who don't know, the Revels were a big thing in New York, these scooters you could rent and drive around. I signed up for they it. They came in and out, though. Like, I didn't even see them. Yeah, they, well, they were, the SGG, they were popping. When it started taking off, it was so crazy how fat, like, a friend pointed it out to me, and he's like, now that I've pointed this out to you, you're going to notice they're absolutely everywhere. And he was right. It was crazy how much they were <clears throat> around. And then, unfortunately, sadly, a couple of people died, and, and that was it. Um, but I was like, man, if you jump... Hey, Bear, why don't you come in here, pal? I was like, man, if you... You, can, you bringing Bear into slander me? All right, let's see what Bear has to say. I mean, you know, Bear already doesn't respect you as a, as a hot dog, he man. Does, he does not. He already he knows not. what time it is. But anyways, so um, what, what, do you want to tell us what kind of car you're considering? Is that too much information? Um, I'm all over the place right now. I'm looking at like, at first I was thinking a Camry, just because I know it's reliable. They My are very, they are Camry very reliable, he, very reliable. My boy has a Camry that he had since we were in law school, and that was like ten years ago. It's still going, still running smooth. Few issues, so I was thinking about that. But then I drove like a Nissan Rogue a couple of times. Like that's that's really smooth too. I like it. And then like the newer cars have all the safety features, so I know I'm gonna have to kick in some extra cash for that you know like the the lane assist monitoring and things like that this so. is uh this is a big deal what we're talking about here sgg because it changes your your commute game to new york crazy it does and like i can't believe that's like never been a part of your your life it's such a part of mine is the the hopping on 95 life is such a thing um so I think that'll be nice for you. You'll really get to catch up on some podcasts. Yeah, no, I'm like it's it'll it'll be good. I think, especially with now, like uh, how COVID has everybody like jumpy. Because even like when I would want to rent a car, no problem, I would get what I want whenever I wanted. But now it's just like the rental place is always packed. <laughs> They're running out of cars. It's always an issue. Oh so yeah, it's like, <laughs> just to not have to deal with that for sure. Um, I I've 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 driven a Camry a bunch. Um, when I first met Alexa back in the day, she had a Camry, drove it a bunch. Uh, a couple of my good friends. Over the years, there were Camrys that found their way in and out of my life. I'm not mad at the Camry. Um, <laughs> I I was an Accord driver for many, many years. Okay. So, so I'm not, I, I give a strong recommendation to the Accord in that, in that family you know, and general price range. I'm mm-hmm. a big, I'm a, I had, I had nothing but success and luck with the Accord. I also slightly up from there. The Acura TL was always love as well. Um, never had an issue there. All right. Well, we'll do car talk next week. I need to go okay. ahead. Yeah. I probably <laughs> need to chill out at this point. Um, 
it might be time if I'm being clear to um, where's the drop that's appropriate for this. Uh, oh, here it is. Stop yourself. So what happened outside the ring this week, SUG, besides car shopping? So big, big news outside the ring. First off, we want to start off on a positive note and wish the Bellas a big congratulation. As everybody knows, both twins were pregnant. Um, they announced their pregnancy at the same time, weirdly conceived right around the same time. And they've had baby boys within 24 hours of each other. Sure did. Um, one, Nikki's Nikki's son, I believe, was born on the 31st. And then Breeze was born on August 1st. And um, Nikki tweeted that the children were born less than 24 hours apart. So I'm, I'm ready to call them twin cousins, you know, Bella boys. Let's see. I just want to see what they look like. If they look like very close, it'll be kind of crazy. Very, very happy for the Bellas. Nice to see Nikki, who wanted to be a mom, everyone knows, um, have that. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy for them. Happy for Daniel Bryan. Gets a son. It's a beautiful thing. That's a positive story. We don't have names yet, yeah, right? Yeah, no. No, I, I haven't seen names yet, but um, I know everybody was interested to see what Brie was having because I know <laughs> Nikki, if you watch Total Bellas, you saw Nikki uh, knew she was having a boy. And then the mom was like, you know, first grandson. She was excited. And then Bree was like, hold on. <laughs> My due date's first. So you don't know. Could, you Stop don't know. Yourself. And she almost she almost won the race for the first grandson. But I, I'm, I'm happy calling it a tie. I can call it a tie. I'm, I'm glad. I think they, they want to they would feel more comfortable with you calling it a tie. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I think, I think that's Listen, an, I didn't want I didn't want the feud. No family feuds. It's a tie. Everybody wins. Yeah, no, we don't need that. We 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 want positive stories. Now, is that the only positive story you have? No. And uh, well, this could be a positive. We'll see how it turns out. But The Rock, along with uh, his business partners Danny Garcia and Redbird Capital, bought the XFL. Yeah, sure did. For for what had to be a bargain price of fifteen million dollars. Well, considering like two hundred million was put into it, that'll do it. Yeah, when I saw that number, I was like, I feel like JWO could have scraped together the fifteen. No, yeah. you think so? XFL. I think maybe. Yeah, I think so. Oh my God! Who is this man? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't get our our bid in, in time. We weren't a- no, able we to didn't. get it. Zach Linder just offered some business cards from when he was at dot com. That was all his only contribution <laughs> to the group. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of conversation about whether The Rock and Vince McMahon were somehow in cahoots, and maybe Vince wanted The Rock to buy it out of bankruptcy, and now Vince somehow makes money on it. I don't know all the ins and outs of it to be honest with you, SGG. Yeah, I, I don't really I don't, understand. I don't either. I don't understand how that conspiracy theory even makes sense that they were in cahoots and then he wanted The Rock to to do what exactly? Like the XFL, COVID hit, and, you know, it, it looked promising. The pandemic hit and then it just became like a whale and it was just sucking up money for WWE and Vince. You have to think, well, maybe not WWE, but, you know, you have to think that The Rock jumping in, it does help Vince McMahon because it allows him to focus on WWE and do that but that they were in cahoots and that like you said he sunk so much money into it 
to turn it into a bargain for The Rock. I don't think he loves The Rock that much <laughs> to go out like that. Um, so you, it, it is fascinating, though. I mean, of, of I don't want to spend too much time on on the XFL, but for this to be where it ends up going is just very interesting, if nothing else. Um, yeah. And so it'll be curious to see if there's any sort of relationship with Vince McMahon or if, if, if not, moving forward. What else, SGJ? Yeah. Especially if you watch Ballers, too, just to put a pin in that, a bow on that one. Like, The Rock's character in Ballers seeks out to do exactly this. So he did it in real life, which is kind well, of he, crazy. He wanted, he wanted a league to compete, correct? Yeah. And now he has one, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then moving right along, the last piece of news that I have, the AEW announced uh, a new fan subscription service, um, AEW Heels, which is supposed to be female-focused, um, for females, led by female talent. And the subscription service cost $49 for the year. It was supposed to give fans access to um, conventions, virtual meet and greets. Um, I'm assuming live meet and greets when they're able to, and things like that. And unfortunately, you know, this the announcement of this subscription service led to a great deal of fan outrage, and Brandy Rhodes subsequently left um, Twitter due to the the just being overwhelmed with uh, the criticism from the fans. What what was the, what were people so angry about? So help me through I it. I, I, get, getting through understanding Twitter anger these days is very hard. It's tough to keep up with. I think. Well, I think the first problem is that AEW like entertains it so much. They just got to start ignoring people on Twitter. Just like put out your positive PR stories and just start ignoring people because they people seem to get under everybody's skin over there. Um, but the issue that people had was the subscription service. So people wanted more women's wrestling on TV, right? So people were already upset with AEWs for uh, lack of highlighting the women division as they saw it. And so people asked for that. AEW announced the tag team tournament. People got excited, and then they said that the tournament would play out exclusively on YouTube, which led to people being upset because the thought is you have this show on national television, highlight the women there instead of sending them over to YouTube. So people were already upset about that. And then they announced the AEW heels, and then on Wednesday um, there were barely any women on the show. In a two-hour show, I think, according to what I saw, the women's match got about a minute, a minute and a half. So people were outraged. They they felt like AEW is locking the women's division behind a paywall, that it was a slap in the face, that if they really wanted to highlight women in women's wrestling, that they would actually put them on TV. And Brandy did her best to respond to these criticisms before just being completely overwhelmed and then deciding to leave social media altogether or i should say twitter altogether so real quick the idea was to f- try to f- come up with a unique place to highlight just the women's division yes and i'll, I'll read you um 
I'll read the press release. Go ahead. AEW Heels, the new female-focused wrestling community led by AEW Chief Brand Officer Brandy Rhodes and the star of the AEW's women's division, today announced the launch of its new fan membership platform. Powered by a wonderful union's secure digital platform, female wrestling fans can seamlessly access AEW Heels' exclusive content and other special benefits, all in a safe environment for engaging in conversation and developing friendships worldwide. With an annual paid subscription of $49, members can receive access to a variety of features, including virtual meet and greets, video conference discussions and industry ex- with industry experts, excuse me, exclusive AEW talent Q&A sessions, customized merchandise, special promotions, themed parties, and more. The secure space enables AEW Heels members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passions for women's wrestling. Female fans can subscribe to AEW Heels at alleliteheels.com. Now, okay. Um, Which is innocent enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, I'm good with it. But people people didn't like that given the state of the women's division at AEW. Okay. Listen, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they should have more women on TV at, uh, at AEW. Um, I, I have often felt that while there are really dope women in AEW, that it's one area of talent that they are beaten out by, by WWE. Um, sheer numbers-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a shorter window every week, which is what makes their show better. Is that the window is, um, smaller? So here's the question I ask everyone who complains, and let's be honest, most people are there's just a lot of complaining to complain at this point. I mean, people now complain about the thing that they love that is the alt alternative to the thing that they complain about. So I get it. People <laughs> want to tweet, knock yourself out, but in the words of my co-host Don Lagreca who often says this when he does his top five lists, and I get mad that something didn't make it. Who are you taking out? So if you're well, upset, if you you're want... You're in a better position to answer that question. If you're, if you're upset and you want more, you want the women on TV more, totally fair. Also answer the question, who are you taking out? Because they don't have a ton of time. They don't have six hours a week. Or five so, hours a week. They have two. So... Yeah. That's that's true. They do have less time. I think honestly, who they who are you taking out is a tough question to answer when you put it like this person needs to be on TV week to week. If you if you rotate it a little bit though, like they did in the eighties, if it would feel like everybody gets their turn and everybody feels special. Because remember, we didn't see Hogan all the time. We didn't see like the major stars all the time. We didn't see the jobbers all the time either. You know, we but, but AEW already AEW already rotates people out. There are already people that you don't see every week. There are people who like they do actually probably a better job of that. Of like you won't see Darby Allen all the time. Um, there was a period where you didn't see MJF all the time. So yeah, listen, it's doable. Yeah. L- listen, it obviously, is. obviously, I want to see um, a diverse division. Uh, a diverse AEW for men and women and and across all wrestling companies. I'm just saying not maybe this was something to scream about or maybe this was them trying to come up with like giving women entirely their own thing, which let's be honest, SGG, we've been talking about the idea of doing that um, and, and people who love women's wrestling like us 
have talked about the idea of doing that across WWE for a long time. Maybe they yeah, just thought I don't know that, how I feel about that though. Ma- the st- maybe they thought they were just being progressive to do a, their sep- a separate own show. Yeah, I mean, part of the criticism too though was that they didn't even apparently didn't even talk about the the tournament that's happening on YouTube or this initiative on on national TV, which maybe they would have, maybe they would have made a bigger deal about it on TNT, but I think from the criticism that I saw, just the fans feel like they aren't doing enough for the women, which the women in AEW don't seem to agree with that. So, you know, that, that has to be worth the women, the women don't or do agree. The women don't agree that they like, that they're being, because for example, like, yeah, Nyla Rose commented that, you know, it's a good thing that they have their own show and their own platforms which is one way to look at it, but at the same time, like if your fan base is telling you like we want to see this on national TV, you sorta you don't have to cave in, but you gotta pay attention to that. This this is this is a lot of times why I'm not a big fan of the people who I share beliefs with. <laughs> we we complain about everything, bro. Like AEW has been trying their their goal has been to be progressive and doing the right thing since the second they started and everything they've done. It's been like, that's not enough. You suck. Like, I understand wanting to push for more. Cool with that. Just feels like we, on. I don't want to say what side of the aisle we lean on, but on this side of the aisle, we eat our own constantly, constantly. <laughs> That is all we do, and there's a reason that people who believe other things that those people do really well and have a tendency to be on top, sadly, for those on the other side because they they line up behind each other. They do not just be like, I know you're trying to make an effort, but I don't like your effort, so screw you. It's There's, there, there's a productive – I didn't read – but SGG, I'm just based on what I'm used to Twitter being. So maybe people right. were being super constructive and positive, in which case I don't want to, uh, you know, shoot it down. But from what it sounds like. There's a like, mix always. It's social media. There's a mix of like the constructive, super positive, like here's I, how you guys you can do you know, better. People could also give it five minutes and see how it goes. Right. There's always that. I mean, maybe maybe AEW heals happens and it rocks for a couple of months. And before you know it, it's so hot and people supported it so much that guess what? They realize they need to be on TV more. I mean, you could give yeah. it five you could give it five minutes. Or we well, could just complain on Twitter a bunch of yo yos who've literally never accomplished a thing in their life can just complain endlessly while people are trying to do things. I understand. Well, that's why I said they need to just start ignoring people, right? Because you know yes, they, and Brandy does they too. announced this thing. They announced this thing that you know, when I first saw it, I thought like, "Listen, what they're locking the women behind the paywall—that's absurd." But then, like, Brandy tried to explain it's going to be a fan club, and I don't know what that looks like at that point, right? I don't know what any of this looks like. So nobody does. It doesn't address the fact that people want these women on TV. Putting them on YouTube doesn't address that. So like, there's an area for improvement on that front. But at the same time, while you flesh all this out. Ignore people. Ignore if you don't people. have an answer, just don't say anything. If you don't have an, especially when like you're still thinking this through and developing the concept, 
if you're not going to say that and leave it at that, if you're going to go in-depth with these answers and then come with the condescension, you're going to push your fan base away. So just while it develops, ignore people. It is, you know, it is true. It is true. Being so tied into social to where you're in, yo, if you just ignored it, they're still watching your show, bro. Just do your show. Right. Exactly. Like, just do Just do what you do. I, I know this isn't a popular sentiment. Everyone believes like um, because of social media, everyone deserves a voice. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Not no, every, everyone deserves a voice, but you don't deserve to be heard to hear all that. the time. No, no, no. Your voice. You can have a voice in the privacy of your own home. In fact, you can open up your window and scream your voice out the window. Not everyone has a voice in deciding all the content that happens in the world. They just you don't have to watch it. You don't have to support it. But like it, this happened when I started podcasting. When I started doing one app, we started getting these emails with people telling us how to do the show. They, a show <laughs> that we did for free for them. And people then write us and go, oh, well, this week sucked. You need to do this. No, you need to stop listening. That's that's. Th- there was a time when if you, listen, if you care enough, this is why the one thing, and I'm not a like, I like the old days, but one thing I do like about the old days was, is that you, <laughs> Here it goes. you had to care enough to write a letter. And send it in. Pay for the stamp. You had to pay for the stamp. Pay for the stamp. Greg, I don't even... Even just the fact that you'd be willing to pull out a piece of paper and a pen means you actually care. But if you were to say to yourself, every thought that I have on Twitter or social media, would I post this? If it required, I get paper, pen, write it down, fold it up, and send it. If you don't care enough to do that, you don't really care. It's just talking-ish to talk-ish. If you're not willing, the issues that I care about I either turn off the show, and if it's an issue that I support, a cause, I fork over money. I send them money. I go to a protest. I physically show that I care. Because simply putting up a post, and this goes for even if it's about Black Lives Matter or whatever your thing is, if the most you're willing to do to show that you support black people is to post it on Twitter, you don't really care Mm -hmm. and and i think what you said too about the money piece is is sort of the inherent problem right with this uh aw heels is that it's a subscription service right right so if you don't care enough you're not paying for it (laughs) so that well that's going to be the narrative right because fans are asking for women to wrestling to be on tv so they put out this thing where the focus is women's wrestling but they attach a price to it so from a business perspective, that's exactly what they could say. We gave you women's wrestling right here for this price, which as an annual price, that's kind of cheap. That's cheaper than Hulu. That's cheaper than WWE Network. That's cheaper than that's cheaper than anything I've seen, really, for the year. And they say, oh, you don't care about women's wrestling, so don't tell us how to run our show because you don't even care because you wouldn't fork over the $49. I think that mindset might also get them in trouble, but... Yo, uh, by the way, I just realized we have to do something crazy we've never done before for the podcast. Um, what is that? We got to start charging people? No. If I, I said for not $20 I a year, to, it's still a bargain. I have to edit this episode and put our entire intro on the back. This li- We just did 25 minutes, and we haven't gotten to wrestling this week on the first week 
in a while where there's a lot of wrestling to talk about. I think I have to push this to the back of the show.